Okay. Uh, You're sitting oh. on my... Oh, ready? That's amazing, Amy. You should bottle that. <laughs> I love when I give us an accidental perfect cold open. You really do. You really do. I'm, although that was a little warm, I think, <laughs> probably. If I it had was. To guess. Oh, it was a warm, stinky cold open. <laughs> a stinky warm open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, now we know that the, the, now we know it's going to be a great podcast. I mean, I can't promise that won't happen to me because I, you know what I made for dinner tonight? Mm, how'd you make? I reached back into my uh, old recipes I used to make all the time. And I made like a, like a, I used to call it a breakfast bowl. Ooh. So it's like, which is really funny because I decided to make it. And then I was like, oh, I'll look on Pinterest and see, because I know how I make it. And let's see if there's some cool new ideas. Okay. So when Pinterest says breakfast bowl, they mean like, like acai and cold oats and oh, lots God. of healthy things. So when I say breakfast bowl, I mean hash browns, <laughs> breakfast sausage, cheese fried egg oh it's yeah. amazing yeah that's it's, a breakfast bowl thank you yeah that's I, it's that and then I'll I I used to do Tabasco but I didn't have any Tabasco mm. but I did have I have like a it's like this brand it's this Texas brand of like hot sauce it's um it's really good uh but it's kind of like sriracha it's a little bit of like a sriracha Yum. thing so yeah. Well, you definitely went from Los Angeles to Texas. You're like, fuck yeah. that acai cold oat shit. <laughs> Give me some I mean, real breakfast. To be honest, I was always fuck that acai cold shit. It's true. Um, that is true. You never <laughs> changed. Uh-huh. But also, when I think breakfast bowl, unless uh-huh. it is 900 degrees outside, I don't right. want a smoothie bowl. I don't yeah. want... I like oatmeal, but like not often. It has to be like really amped up with some mm. good shit. But yeah, I I um, had oatmeal this morning. But can I tell you about my oatmeal? This is yes. a recipe podcast now. Um, so I like to make um like the steel cut oats. Like you can you can get quick cook steel yeah. cut oats, which cook for eight minutes is mm-hmm. how quick. That's what they mean by quick. But what I do is I do it with bone broth. So it's like a savory oatmeal. What? That's great. Yeah. Never heard I know. of such a thing. This is my most like Mormon mom thing coming through is whenever I make like a, I'll make like a chicken and then I save the carcass to make bone broth and I'll make the bone broth and then I freeze it into individual um, like silicone muffin things. Yeah. And so each of those is half of a cup. So then in the morning, I need like a cup of broth. So I throw two of them in the thing, you know, warm it up and boil it and make the oats with it. Oh, my God. So fucking good. I need to visit you and have you make that for me because (laughs) that's uh, I will not make it myself because I'm like making your own bone broth. Oh, my God. That is something. It's cheap. I'm too cheap to buy bone broth. That's what it is. The good quality bone broth, like the real shit is so 
expensive. Yeah. Which is hilarious because literally bone broth is literally using trash. You I know. You're using trash. It's boiled down trash. And I also think it's something about being like not, that I'm not a vegetarian anymore. I really, I really kind of decided that I was like, look, if I'm not going to be a vegetarian anymore, I'm going to do my best to like use as much as I can. And I'm just mm. not going to be mm. like. I'm going to try to not be finicky about things because I don't want to be like, yeah, I don't want to touch the bones because it's like, you bitch, you just ate an animal. So I like, know. touch That's the bones. So true. Know? So, so true. That's smart. That is really, really smart. See, I rarely make chicken with bones mm-hmm. in them. So I just yeah. buy the bone broth. But it's like, would be a lot healthier if you just it's, boiled it's down really the carcass easy, and made it. And I promise I'll show you how when we get to see each other in person again Aww. someday. I want it to happen. I really, I've got my uh, uh, flight alerts on. So if there's like a cheapy flight to LA at some point, I'm yes. going to give you like a two week heads up and you got to get it figured out. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Oh my God. I'd be so excited. I would be so excited. I know. Oh, it'll happen soon. Um, just, you know, I've got, uh, my body is falling apart, so make sure you come out when I can walk around. I wasn't (laughs) sure if you wanted to talk about that. Oh, you know, found (laughs) out that I fractured my hip without knowing it. Amy's got a broken hip. I'm 99 years old, you guys. Uh, You don't look a day over 80, Amy. Thank you. (laughs) That's what I was hoping to hear. I fractured my fucking hip. It's a stress fracture, which is according to... It's all to, mystery to me. It is a mystery because, like, I'm not in any kind of pain literally whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I haven't... Nothing. I mm-hmm. nanny. I exercise. I walk a lot. Like, every day, I'm not in pain. And I went to my a new gynecologist, and I was like, you know what? When I was... In my early 20s, and I was like very, very, very uh, severely anorexic. I had osteoporosis, and no one has checked it, rechecked it since. I didn't mm-hmm. take any medication for it because I was a stubborn bitch. And she <laughs> said, Okay, you know, well, your insurance will cover it. Let's just do a bone density scan. And the density in my hip, my right hip, and my low back are super low. I have osteopenia. And the left hip was like, really high bone density and they're like that is consistent with an injury did you injure yourself I'm like no I feel fine they're like any pain no I feel fine okay let's do an x-ray on your left hip just to see what's going on mm-hmm. I got not even back into my driveway from doing this x-ray my gynecologist calls Amy you fractured your hip <laughs> I'm like what how she's like I don't know that's what I'm asking you how did <laughs> like when she's like we don't know but your hip is fractured I'm like that's bullshit so she refers me to this uh, our orthopedic surgeon uh-huh. I go to them yesterday the she sits down the, the orthopedic surgeon she's like well I looked at your x-ray and I said that woman better have walked into this office on crutches and you are not on crutches I'm like why would I be on crutches I feel fine she's like I'm this is deeply concerning. This doesn't happen to people your age. This happens to the elderly. And guess what? Everybody, if you don't listen to your doctors because you're too stubborn in your 20s, you will grow to learn that they were right. 
Um, it is a result of anorexia, and I've been fully recovered for 10 years. And But, you know, the past catches up to you. And the doctors always said, they literally told me in my early 20s, when, by, when you're in your 30s, you're going to end up with broken hips if you don't take care of yourself now. And I was like, fuck that shit. I probably won't even live to be in my 30s, bitches. Like, <laughs> I really didn't care. Like, I really yeah. felt that way. I actually told them that, and that deeply concerned them. And here I am, healthy as I could be for the past 10 years. I'm not a person who brings this upon myself or wants to be sick, you know, yeah. but um, here we are. My hip is fucking fractured from everyday activity because well, my bones aren't strong enough to support everyday activity. So I have to stay off my hip entirely so it doesn't spontaneously break, which would cause an emergency hip replacement surgery. Um, so right now I'm on crutches. like, mm. And it sucks, you guys. Thank you for hearing me out. Thank you for letting me vent about this because I'm sad. And you should be fuck. You should be however you want to be. But I totally understand being sad. That fucking yes. sucks, Amy. It it's really scary. It is scary because she's like, do you know what, what could happen if your hip broke? I'm like, no, because I've never thought about it before. And yeah, it's my... not on my list of concerns, especially no. right now. She was telling me like all the things that like would most like like how it ugh, I don't even want to say it. She's like, don't. You There's don't nerve. It. it could cause permanent nerve damage. How the bone will like. Ugh, they also ugh. didn't need to tell you that, frankly. I, I, here's I the agree. Thing Thank you. I agree. I know I texted you, so now I'll say it to your face. I know that this is, you know, related to your past illness, but I just want to emphasize that as well, that you were sick. This is not your fault. None of this is your fault. You don't deserve it. Causation, correlation. Nobody would be like, uh person who you know has bone density issues because of chemotherapy haha mm. that's your fault you nobody would yeah. say that you're right you're you had right. an illness you had a really really deadly disease and you are lucky to be alive and 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 my second thing i'll say i've seen you amy you have teeny tiny baby bird bones already so like <laughs> i have always was, yeah yeah <laughs> it was always gonna be close um, i have a small frame i do uh -huh. i do with somebody somebody with almost murdered you with a tiny needle one time so. <laughs> <laughs> you just have so much personality in this teeny tiny little body <laughs> I also like to imagine what a fucking bamf you are that you were like, yeah, I was walking around in a broken hip. I don't know shit. <laughs> I've seen you pop your hips too. That's probably what did it. <laughs> I know. Ithamar's like, you cannot pop your hips anymore. Like, don't do that anymore. I'm like, okay. Uh, something Ithamar needs to not be popping too. Just uh, saying. Just saying. I know. Don't break me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm already broken. Just gentle mouth stuff from yeah oh until then. This, i like where this is going <laughs> this is like doctor's orders dr yep. tammy sorry dr tammy says you gots to eat lunch <laughs> <laughs> my hips can swivel a little bit <laughs> that's that's part of physical therapy right there here you go you gotta keep the blood circulating Hello. amy it's called sexual healing and i prescribe it because when i get the feeling <laughs> i need sexual healing <laughs>
Recipe and Medical Podcast is brought uh-huh. to you by Banshees and Booze, a paranormal <laughs> podcast with a shot of liquid courage. We were feeling it. We were both feeling it. We were. We were ready. We were on it. Oh, man. Thank you. Well, I feel so I'm, much. I do feel a lot better, actually. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I was just about to say, I, I hope that you feel better and I hope that you know both things. We have fucking amazing listeners who are so sweet and supportive Mm -hmm. and also sometimes you don't you know you don't have to share everything about your life I say as a person who usually shares every fucking thing about my life with every fucking Lyft driver I've ever met so (laughs) uh, (laughs) I share every part of my life with you and so then I am like oh yeah I forgot that you know a lot of other people are listening to this (laughs) but also I'm like it's not like I'm gonna like slap this on Instagram and be like Hi, everybody. But I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I would. I wonder if when I was in my 20s and Mm -hmm. so severe in this illness, if a woman who is currently my age and my has like a similar physique, like looks healthy and Mm -hmm. still slender because we're, of course, when you're anorexic, afraid that if you let go of control, you'll become a huge monster. And it's not about your size really but it's about the control and to show like you know you you could become healthy and you're not going to become a, a freaking monster but also listen to your doctors if mm-hmm. I saw someone like that be like I'm now suffering a lot of consequences and I really have a lot of deep 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 regrets you know then I wonder if I would have like listened better but well it's possible it's also possible not mm-hmm. um and, and I think that I am a person who believes that I have stories to tell for a reason. Yes. I do feel that way. And at the same time, I have to be really conscientious. A thing that I actively work on is making sure that I'm telling the stories on my terms. Yes. for Because that's the thing is it's got to be about your your comfort, your healing first. Yeah. Because only through, because if you're, if you're doing it in an unhealthy way for yourself, that's not going to help anybody in the long term. Even if in the moment it triggers something, it's just, it's like parents can't just say, do these things. They have to model them for them to really make an impact. So exactly. So I just think, yeah, yeah, like there are a lot of us, we're able to, we're, we're lucky that we're storytellers and that we're able to share and that sharing is cathartic for us. But at the same time, we really have to remember to keep that in check um, mm-hmm. when it is not helpful. I mean, I just appreciate it because I got to make so many old lady jokes at Amy um, the minute I stopped screaming at my phone going, uh. oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone I've told is like shocked. They're like, what? what it's shocking (laughs) (laughs) it's really weird I'm not proud of it but here I am paying paying the piper and uh but you're right thank you for telling me it's not my fault because I do feel like it's my fault like I did this to myself and I put this on myself but you know best case scenarios I don't need surgery I'll find out soon Hmm. and uh yeah. Well, that's good because I just kind of assumed they were just going to shove a bunch of pins in you. That's an option. They're going to wait till the CT scan comes back and see if I need surgery with pins or mm. if I could just like remain on crutches for a long time and it can heal itself. Hmm. Either way, crutches fucking suck. I've never yeah. hurt myself ever. Knock on wood. Like, yeah, 
outside my body. I've hurt myself internally, uh-huh. but, uh, you know, broken hearts and stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I've never had to be on crutches cause I, you know, am not a risk yeah, taker. I was never like, yeah, I'm going to play real sports, um, <laughs> and possibly injure myself. But yeah, they, they blow. But uh, that, that's my rant. Thank you for being here with me oh, for that. Sure. And uh, I am the excited. Only, the only thing I've ever broken was my arm. And that's because I jumped out of the back of a truck. That's a different story for a different day. Okay. Anyway, what when are we you, doing you today, think you know everything about your wifey. <laughs> and then she hits you with some truths. It's a real Texas story, let me tell you. I cannot wait to hear it. Oh, my God. So I was trying to pull up our schedule of, mm-hmm. um, because I remember you picked this topic for a reason, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, yes. We, today, or no, the day that this podcast episode drops, uh-huh. it's like National or International Twilight Zone Day. Oh, it was just that simple. It's that simple, because okay, if there great. isn't an international holiday for literally <laughs> everything under the fucking sun, where would we be? So, I mean, yeah. I'm thrilled. This was yeah. this is great. You know, all I did was like ugh, revealing our deepest secrets here, you guys, of how mm. we operate. I just Googled the date that this is being dropped and like yeah. what hol- like international holidays on such, excuse me, such and such mm-hmm. date. You can tell I'm drinking beer because I'm burping so much. <laughs> uh, and it was like National Twilight Zone Day. I'm like, mm-hmm. great. Sold. It's a spooky show. It's not ghost hunting, though. It's not yeah. reality. So let's try it. I let's like watch it. the Twilight Zone and chat about it. Because what a fun idea. I got really into watching Twilight Zone when they first all came out on Netflix or Hulu. And I was mm-hmm. just curious. And so I wound up watching like... I don't know, like a handful, like a few dozen of them. And they are, some of them are real duds. Some of them are like, okay, that was just a little weird and that's Uh about it. And then some of them fucking terrified me. Yeah. So badly. So badly. So the Twilight Zone is a big deal in my family. Oh. Um, My dad specifically is a huge fan. And um, on New Year's Day every year, Sci-Fi Network does a marathon of Twilight Zone for 24 hours. No so, way. Yeah, we would always watch that in the family. And so there's a bunch of episodes that I know like word for word. <laughs> so, Oh, my gosh. So I was actually glad to pick one that I was not terribly familiar with. Um, nice. Yeah. So that I think I had heard of it, but I had never actually watched it. So, Got it. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Do you- what so what are you pairing with your twilight zone oh, episode thanks for asking so um I, I was trying to think of a clever clever drink situation i i got so close but so i was thinking about like rod serling you know yeah and in so many of the intros and everything he was always smoking you know because yes. it was just that time it was yeah oh, 1960 yeah. everybody just was just so cool smoking everywhere and i was like I mean, I don't smoke. I can't smoke. But you know what goes with a cigarette in the 60s but a nice whiskey. So it's just going to... Just gonna have a little Mad Men esque. Pretend it's morning. <laughs> oh my yes! Like before you even brush your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little Telemore dew here. Uh, nice. So yes. yeah, that hopefully it'll warm me up. Uh, 
and uh, and and get rid of the spooky chills. I, and I, I I heard about your beer. <laughs> oh, you yes, you did. I heard from yes, your beer. Yeah, heard. <laughs> it has nothing. It is not in theme at all. I just Good. really wanted a beer. <laughs> uh-huh. I love that. I love it. This one was a little harder to come up with a themed drink for. Not that it, we really pull our nails out over it, but right. No, yeah, mine's about like a young child. So I'm like, what the hell would I drink? Like in honor of this five year old boy in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I'm drinking a yeah. martini. <laughs> well, do you want to share first? Because I'm just uh, curious. Yeah, sure. Yeah, since your family was like really, is really into the Twilight Zone. I had no idea. Absolutely. So, um, so listeners, we're, we each picked an episode to review and then decided to do a little research on adjacent topics. Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go with season one, episode 16, which is called The Hitchhiker. I'm already Um, scared. (laughs) Okay. So it opens up and there's this like cute young blonde lady who blew a tire and is over on the side of the road and this like guy's fixing her car and it's all cute. Sounds nice. Oh, yeah. And her name is Nan Adams. I just think that's cute. That's her character's name or the actress's name? Oh, my God. Love that. Nan Adams. Uh Uh-huh. So he fixes her tire and they go to the station and uh, he totals her up and it's $29.70. And I love it in old shows when they tell you how much things cost. I love it because I'm instantly doing the calculations in my head. And then like some, so he was like, it was something like, well, $5 for me coming out to you and the tires 22 and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, that is kind of a lot of money. But like, I feel like, tires today are cheaper I mean they're like 80 bucks or whatever today which is cheaper in comparison you know so that would have been like 500 bucks or something I don't know yeah Um, yeah I could wait so wait this is like early 60s right yeah it's 1960 I looked it up specifically it was 1960 30 bucks Um, for one tire yeah, it was like twenty two bucks for the for the one tire. So probably like what two hundred dollars. Yeah, that's an expensive tire. But maybe but the, but, it was emergency roadside services. Well, or. and back in the day, like tires were made differently. You know, oh. and it was a different kind of car. And anyway. that's true. So, like you think like everything would be so much cheaper long ago, but yeah. some things were more expensive because they didn't have cheaper versions of the product. That's true. That's very true. Good. Oh my gosh, history one hundred and one, guys. <sighs> Consumerism, we're on it. Uh We're on it. So while um, she's getting her tire changed, she notices this old hitchhiker who kind of like makes aggressive eye contact with her, right? Um, So never us mind. She gets in the car and starts driving towards her desk. She's going across the country, right? And uh, every couple of, like every 50 miles or so, she sees the same hitchhiker. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that's so weird and then it starts becoming very unsettling and the whole time she's like driving and then there's like a voiceover of her talking like she's thinking and it reminded me of psycho so much that's why I looked this up because I was like which one of these came out first they came out in the exact same year so and she's like a blind lady or blind blonde lady (laughs) she's a blind lady driving (laughs) Um, no wonder she blew a tire (laughs) yeah so (laughs) So anyway, so she starts kind of losing her mind. Like she makes some stops and is clearly like 
not doing well, um, being freaked out about this hitchhiker. So she eventually, she runs out of gas, um, and it's like kind of the middle of the night, and she finds this gas station, and she's like, let me in, give me gas. And the gas attendant lives there because it's the 60s again. He's like... Lady, this isn't an emergency. Get out of here. And she's like, but I'm kind of scared. And he's like, yeah. And then out of nowhere, there's this Navy guy. And I was like, ooh, la, la. And he's like, hey, do you need help, lady? And I was like, oh, thank God there's a man to save her. And um, and she, but I was like, no, this is good. Don't deal with this on your own. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and she was like, this guy won't give me gas. And he's like, like, fuck, he won't. I mean, he didn't say that because it was the 60s in television. But like, he was like. Yeah, give me that gas, man. So he gets gas, and she's like, "Will you? Where are you going?" He's like, "San Diego." She's like, "I'll drive you. I'll drive you to San Diego. Just will you drive with me?" And he's like, "Are you kidding me?" He was like, "This the best thing that's ever happened. Like you're hot, and you're gonna drive me to San Diego. This is great." So we're driving along, and he keeps being like, "The boys are never gonna believe when I tell them this hot lady picked me up," and she's like, "Uh and he's like, "Did did you hear that the boy?" The boys are not going to believe. She's like, yeah. Hey, did you see that hitchhiker? <laughs> and he's like, no, I didn't. Because um, I was and then, staring at your voluptuous breasts and your blonde, <laughs> blonde hair. And <laughs> I was trying to listen to your inner monologue and I was distracted. Um, so then she like runs off the road. and He's like, whoa, what's going on? She was like, I saw the hitchhiker again. I tried to run him over. And he's like, OK, I'm getting out of the car now. <laughs> He's like this blind blonde woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like go with God. Um and uh so he's like, I gotta get out of here, guy bye. And um so she's like, Oh god, I'm going insane. I have to call my mother. And I was like, Yeah, go call your mother. Call your mommy. So she stops at a phone booth. Do 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 do. And well, it's not like that because it's 60, so it's like ring, ring, ring. Yeah, it was probably more like, Yes, can I connect you? Yeah. Um, I wasn't paying that close attention. Um, and uh, so she calls her house, and a lady answers the phone. She's like, You're not my mom, and she's like, Who's this? And she's like, I'm calling to speak to my mother, blah blah whatever her name is and she's like well she's not here she had a mental breakdown and I was like damn HIPAA laws like just telling everybody's business over the phone she's not here because she's in the hospital she had a mental breakdown and she's like think I uh, she is me on a podcast talking about (laughs) (laughs) the the hospital I'm at is on Riverside Bend Sweet number three two oh. <laughs> so she's like, my mom's not crazy. You're crazy, lady. What happened? And she says, well, it all happened six days ago. She had a nervous breakdown because of the death of her daughter. And she's like, but I'm what? the daughter. Oh my god, I've got gooses. It the. She had a car wreck. The tire exploded and the car rolled over and she didn't survive. <laughs> I'm glad you have goosebumps because unfortunately I knew how this ended. So it was not scary. <laughs> Did you know? So, because, oh, but you hadn't seen this one already. I hadn't but seen you could it. See it but coming. I, I feel like I knew it like, uh, from, like lore or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so so she's like oh no so then like her inner monologue goes like oh i fucking get it now and she goes and gets back in the car and the guy is in the back seat and he says i believe you're going my way is that the, the guy that was hitched the end. hitchhiker uh-huh. he was in the back oh I think he was death, Amy. I think he was. I think he like, was death. Death is a middle-aged white guy. Good F- to y. know. Avoid them at all costs. Okay, that's really good to know. It's so easy to avoid middle-aged white dudes. <laughs> In America. <laughs> easy peasy. Whoa. That does give me the heebie-jeebies. Ooh, I don't I'm know. I'm so glad. It always gets me. It always mm-hmm. gets me. Even the one I watched, I was like, I already read the blurb. I know what this is about. And I was yeah. still like, ah! I love a turnaround where it's like, you're like, that guy's creepy. No, you're the creepy one. That's like the classic Twilight Zone. Yes. Totally. It it really is. And the like, that person hasn't been around for six whole days. And I'm always, always gets me. It gets me every damn time. So glad you said that because my additional research. Hey, Amy. Yes, Do you want to hear about a hitchhiking ghost? Oh, my God. Not the one in the Haunted Mansion right at Disneyland? (sighs) Thank you for saying that because I immediately Googled Hitchhiking Ghost and guess what I kept fucking finding? (laughs) The Haunted Mansion right at Disneyland? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was like, fuck, how do I reword this? Hitchhiking ghosts, not at uh-huh. Disneyland. It was it's still like when we were with... looking for ghost dads and it was all oh. just like men who had been abandoned by their father. My God, yes. <laughs> the ghost of my father. And then um, some, another topic where there was a band by the same name. And oh, we yeah. were like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. God, assholes. Um, I would love to hear about mm. a hitchhiking ghost and it's going to scare me always. I always check the backseat of my car, but now I'm going to check it all the time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Me too. All right, give um, it to me. So this is based. This is just an article because it was super well written. Um, it was. It's by Ian McDowell, and it was an article for Yes Weekly. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but um, so here we go. I'm just gonna start reading it because again, it's really well written. She's pretty and pale and sad and just wants to get home. When you pick her up on the dark, wet road, you don't yet know she's dead. Maybe she just tells you where she lives and then sits silently in her dress that's sometimes white and always the last she'll ever wear. Maybe she's chatty and you fall a little bit in love with her. Uh, Maybe she shivers and you loan her your jacket. Later, you'll shiver too. At your destination, you turn around from looking at the house and she's gone. Your flashlight shows no footprints in the mud. Knowing what story you're in, you walk up the wet path to the dark doorway of the dark house and knock. The person who answers isn't surprised and tells you the pale girl died decades ago on that same dark road, coming back from the dance that may have been her first and will always be her last. Maybe the dead girl said it before leaving your car without getting out of it. Maybe you find your jacket on her grave. Okay. This is really well written, but that did go on forever. (laughs) Okay. So basically, what I'm about to tell you is there is a ghost... Uh, that they call Lydia in Jamestown. And uh, there's a bridge. They call it Lydia's Bridge. Uh, It's actually an underpass. And this is a very common ghost in Jamestown. Okay. So this guy started researching it, and it turns out these people have written a book about it because they were really interested in the ghost, and they think they found out who she really was. 
isn't that cool okay oh my god i'm gonna do a lot of skipping because i just realized this says it goes on for five pages oh and i no worries i was it was very exciting to read that's um, so awesome okay um so here we go writers and ghost hunters michael renegar and amy greer claim to have found the woman behind the local legend their book looking for lydia the 30-year search for the jamestown hitchhiker may surprise those who think they know the oft-told tale of the dead girl on the dark road uh they said june 20th marks the 98th anniversary of the crash that killed the woman now famous uh, the authors believe she still appears there uh, on the dark road. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay, so they think they found the woman who died uh, on a Sunday night in 1920. Uh, I call her Annie, says Amy. Uh, that's not you. It's Amy Greer. Uh, Thank God <laughs> you cleared that up. <laughs> I know you were confused. I know you were confused. I call uh, her Annie. Uh huh. Got it. And Michael calls her Annie Lou or Annie Lugia. I don't know, but we don't yet know what her middle name was. So these two people, this is kind of cool. Uh, Michael and Amy, they met because they had like <laughs> they met because they had similar interests, and they ended up writing three books together. And now they call each other brother and sister. And I think that's like really nice. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so here we go. Uh, her maternal grandmother, Lucinda, was known as Ludia. And that appears to have been Annie Jackson's middle name. So that was the name oh, okay. Jackson. Um, he also explained that she wasn't coming back from a dance. And she wasn't a teenager or a college girl. This is actually the norm, he wrote in an email. Truth and legend rarely match closely. Uh, he wrote that Annie was 35 years old, and she'd been married briefly in 1918. However, it was annulled or divorced quickly, and her death certificate lists her as single. Hey. Um, <laughs> there were, he wrote, a male driver and another couple in the car that flipped over when they were going around a sharp curve, and all the others survived. Mm-hmm. Um, the ghosts of Lydia in all the versions of the story asks the driver to take her to her mother's house in High Pot, but Annie Jackson's parents had died the year before she did, so they don't really know why that seems to be the case with this particular ghost. Um, he says he doesn't think that's where she really wants to go. Uh, we recently found what we believe is the house she asks to be taken to. Her maternal first cousin lived there at the time and possibly an aunt, too. Uh, and it was really, really near where uh, where she died. So it's possible that she was just like, oh, I'm her ghost is like, I'm hurt. Take me to my aunt's house because it's nearby here. Aww. Um, let's see. They're talking about their past and how they met. It's really nice. <laughs> um, hold on. Hold on. Okay, so then Amy Greer said she became aware of Lydia from uh, a book that she found in her school library when she was in second grade. And, um, like, she read the book, got really interested in it, and now she also wrote a book. So it, like, appears in the library next to hers, which is just, oh like, my God. a really, really nice thing. That's so cute. Um, 
Okay, quote, the wrong story had been written so many times and they kept it kept getting written and rewritten. If you asked me back in 2011, I'd have told you that looking for Lydia was like searching for a needle in a haystack. But Michael put it out there and people came to us with verifiable information. And that's a beautiful thing. I hope that by finding her truth, we've helped Annie find some peace. Uh, yeah, so they fa- they were talking about how the book was like really nice, such a close collaboration it was the result of a decade research on my part but michael had been working on it for 20 years before that it wasn't just him and me but also the public due to everybody's love for her that's why we wanted her to have her own book rather than just being a chapter in one oh my god uh, i know so then um michael was actually on uh discovery channel's monsters and mysteries in america oh gosh <laughs> never heard he of it pre- i know right don't they just have a show for everything and so he he was talking about Lydia's bridge since he was like doing a bunch of research on it and then after that aired um a student named Emily uh brought him and Greer to the Greensboro Patriot article about the June 1920 wreck she was like like she watched the thing and was like hey I remember this article that I saw could this be the person and uh they said quote I feel like that's what Annie wanted and she needed that adding she felt personally touched when she read the 1920 newspaper article. That's what separates her story from the story you hear everywhere about the girl who wants to go home to mom and is waiting out there in the rain to be picked up for the dance. Um, My God, that was so sweet. Like, they didn't even know her, and they were just like, we have to get her story. We have to get it out there. Yeah. And that people came, came out there. Like, it's not just myth, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. So I'm curious now that they've like, I don't know, maybe as a ghost, Annie feels like she has closure now, you know, mm-hmm. because they, they put her story out there for everyone. She's got her own book. I, does she still appear as a ghost to people? I mean, it didn't say, which is, you know, disappointing. Although this book just came out a couple years ago. Right. So. Yeah, that's true. That is really interesting. It took a decade. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll have to, uh, anyone who lives in Jamestown, let us know if you see Annie the ghost hitchhiking, wanting a ride to her auntie's house. I know. I just thought that was really nice. That's a really nice story. You really went above and beyond there. Yeah, by reading somebody else's article. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Because I never do that ever <laughs> all i have is a little few little snippets of the episode i watched and some buzzfeed information yeah! for you <laughs> give me that buzzfeed amy let's get another buzz girl uh <laughs> all right i'll start with the episode that i watched it was called okay. it's called long distance call um season two episode 22 have you do you know this one okay oh, i'm familiar <laughs> well I didn't write much because I mean, I was just like, okay, it wasn't as eventful as I thought, but it also scared the shit out of me. I mean, most Twilight Zone episodes are like, you can, you could do it in 10 minutes and then they make it 25. It's very theatrical. It's very theatrical. It's like watching a a play, you know? Um, Okay. So it's little Billy's 
birthday. He's five years mm-hmm. old and he's celebrating with his mom, his dad and his granny. And he is like a total granny's boy. Like granny is obsessed with Billy. She's like, this is my real son. And her son <laughs> is like, thanks a lot, bitch. Ouch. Um, ow. <laughs> and she's also like a huge downer for Billy's birthday because she's like, Okay, so basically I'm going to die now, kid. Like, I'm not going to be around for much longer. So here's a birthday present. And she gives him a toy telephone. And she's like, it's for you and me so that you can always talk to grandma, even when I'm not here, anytime. And then she dies. (laughs) Um, She, like, stands up and, like, dramatically clutches her her brooch. And and then, like... (laughs) She like the the mom and dad help her up the stairs and Billy's like alone with his toy telephone and right away he picks it up and he's like, don't be sick, grandma, please don't be sick. And I'm like, oh, my God, poor little baby. That's so sad and so cute. Um, but then like she, she just goes upstairs and she dies. The doctor comes Mm -hmm. downstairs and he's like nods solemnly and they're like, oh, (laughs) and then, uh, they get to go up and say their goodbyes and, the, um, the next day, Billy is walking around like all like just like super depressed. And mm. the mom, like a good mom in the 60s, is like, you're sad. Go to your room and play. And so he <laughs> he goes to his room and like he just starts talking on the toy telephone. And the mom comes into the doorway and she's like pleased to see that he's like cheerful now. And she's like, who are you talking to, Billy? And he goes, Grandma, she's so lonely. She wants me to live with her. And that's, I was like, yikes. Mm-hmm. Here come mm-hmm. the goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And then, so the next day, Billy uh, just decides to, like, teeter very precariously on the edge of a pond. And, like, the mom, like, swoops him away at the last minute, like, Billy. And then he also runs out into the middle of the street on purpose, right in front of a moving car, and the parents are like, what were you thinking? And he goes and he says, somebody told me to do it. Mm-hmm. And so like, and they immediately got him therapy because he was clearly going through grief and needed to talk to somebody or that's funny. You would think that Tammy, but remember <laughs> it's the six. They probably it's gave him a martini. Six. They're like, here, yeah. <laughs> have a gimlet and shut up. Uh, nope they were just all pissy at him they're like god how dare you don't you ever run into traffic again um so yeah he's like someone told me to run into the traffic so i'm like whoa grandma like wants to kill you bitch i know she's basically like go kill yourself and be with me i'm lonely up i'm like does she have no friends or anyone who died before her that she can't like hang out with up there wherever she is god um, so <clears throat> Billy becomes like even more obsessed with this toy phone. He's like constantly talking on it. And then one night the parents wake up in the, mil- in the middle of the night and they hear him talking on it. And the mom goes in and she's like, Billy, stop it. And he gets all like upset and she grabs the phone and she puts it up to her ear. And then she like practically faints. And the husband, <sighs> the husband goes in and he's like, what is it? What is it? And she's like, I heard her. I heard her. And so she hears the grandma on the other end of the phone. And she's so freaked out. She drops the phone and it breaks. And Billy is really upset. And he runs out of the house. And they're like running after him. And Billy runs and jumps right into that goddamn pond, Tammy. Just jumps in. And then the next scene, 
all these paramedics are like pumping oxygen into his body and they tell the parents like it doesn't look like it's not looking good it doesn't look like he's gonna make it we nodded solemnly. You know what that you means. You know what that means. Because we don't. Please tell us. We don't know what we're doing here. And they're like, we're going to have to get him to the hospital. And it doesn't look good. And the mom is like, tells her husband. She's like, this is your mother's fault. She did this. She did this. I mean, really committing to hating your mother-in-law. I like that. I mean, really pissed off. Um, like She's trying to get Billy to die so they can be together. And then the dad is really upset and he goes upstairs and he picks up the broken telephone and he very like emotionally pleads very like it's a wonderful life when Jimmy Stewart's like pleading like please God please help me Uh help me (laughs) and so he's like pleading and pleading he's like if you really love Billy mother just give him back to us give him back to us and then boom the paramedics are like oh my god it's a miracle your son is gonna live wow and like that's the end of the show it's really, that was literally it so i was like i need some spookier shit to talk about here because it was spooky reading it you know um i mean watching it but to yeah, relating it it's like eh. it's also like here's the other thing like Maybe this is a modern take on this, but I would expect then it's like, that's not grandma. Grandma would never want you to hurt yourself. It's a yes. demon pretending to be grandma, you know, or yes. something like that. Yes, because. But I like how it was like, no, 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 it's me. I would like to murder that small child. It's real boring up here in heaven. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. And also like. It, it, this little blurb that I like screenshot about this, it was like, um, you know, audiences debate over whether it's really her or simply a child grappling with death for the first time. And I'm like, well, the mom heard the conversation. Yeah. Like, she heard it. Or she heard the grandma. I mean, um, it's definitely disturbing, but. Probably how it like, star- I mean, it's a good conceit of like, oh, yes, that is how a child would deal with this. You know? Yeah. And what if it turns out to be real? Ah, Again, it's yeah. very Twilight zone where it's like the totally. monster under your bed is real. Right. You know? The imaginary friend is a ghost. Uh-huh. Well, I sent you this BuzzFeed link a while back and I said, Tammy, I only read the first two and I'm already <laughs> so scared. And then you I didn't read it. I know you text yelled at me in all caps yeah. and you said, stop reading it, Amy. Stop. <laughs> well, I did stop because I'm a good girl. <laughs> but for I was like, you know what? I'm going to revisit that thread of spooky ass, creepy things that children said when um about communicating with their past lives nope. and nope. i only pulled a few she's so nervous uh, she's so nervous god but because we're on the topic of kids doing spooky fucking shit oh god just take your drink take your drink okay okay <laughs> she's so scared okay tammy i know i know but we're gonna okay, lighten up this. the mood I got this. I okay got this. okay all right here we go here we go so these are things creepy things children have said about past lives creepily and okay so I read all 21 I only pulled like three here but all of them were like when my nephew was three when my daughter was three when my grandson was three I'm like fucking three years old I gotta quit my nanny job before she turns three (laughs) she's very smart she'll be communicating with the dead instantly like the day she turns three 
Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So pre, oh, sorry. Back pre-pandemic, I was watching my friend's three-year-old and he saw a big military ship and he got this kind of faraway look and said, I remember when my boat sank, there were so many sharks. I said, what? He blinked and said, what? And then started asking questions about the boat. I mentioned it to my friend and she said, yeah, he does that sometimes. (laughs) 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 Okay. This one's, this one's crazy. This is just crazy. Okay. Quote, I used to watch my nephew when he was about three or four. One day he was at my house and pointed to a magnet of Arizona. It had a picture of the desert with rock formations. He pointed at it and asked where it was. He said he used to live by, quote, red rocks like that with his first family. Mm. The first family, he said, all had straight dark hair. His is blonde and curly. And that he had a mom, a dad, and a brother. That is until he went too far into the desert, too close to dark, and got eaten by, quote, not dogs, not wolves, but smaller. I said, coyotes? And he kind of mouthed the word and said, oh, that's what you call them. Then he was sad and didn't want to talk about it anymore. So we had lunch, and that was the first and last time he mentioned it. <gasps> I know. And then, all right, all right. My quote, my five-year-old daughter said to me, I was in your belly twice, Mama. The first time I died before I came out, but I came back. I did lose my first pregnancy eight months before getting pregnant again. She was never told. I don't know what it was, but that's what happened. So this miscarried, this miscarriage was Mm -hmm. reborn into the next one. They call that a rainbow baby. Your baby that comes after a miscarriage. Yeah. I'm a rainbow baby. You are. I didn't know that was a title. I, yeah. I'm a rainbow baby. Ah! I can't wait to brag to my sisters about that. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what, guys? I'm mom's favorite and I'm a rainbow baby, okay? Aww. (laughs) That's so cute. I mean, it's not, I apologize to anyone who's lost a child, but yeah. Um, so this other one, my little brother was born just after 9-11. When he was a toddler one time, he went on about how he used to work in a tall building and wore a suit and tie. It freaked my parents out. Um, and then the last one, when I was very young and still unable to string sentences together, my mom and I were sitting at the dining room table. She was crying and I comforted my mother by telling her without any babbling or hesitation, it's okay. I used to be your great-grandmother. I'll take care of you. I, ha- I have no memory of this, and my mom said I went back to my baby-like talk immediately after. She stopped crying, probably because it scared the shit out of her. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> All right. Note to self, never cry in front of this child again. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my God. The rest of the, all of them were very spooktacular, but also like a little bit lighthearted in the end with like, OK, we're not going to talk about that anymore. Um, yeah. But yeah, like <laughs> it's just crazy. Like if, if you never heard your child speak more than baby babble, yeah. like goo goo gaga, and then suddenly they're like, it's OK, mother. I used to be a great grandmother. It's going I'll take mm-hmm. care of you and then go back to goo goo gaga. I would freak the fuck out. I'd be like, is this Rugrats? Like, why is my child talking like an adult? 
my god uh, i knew those were gonna be creepy i wasn't okay with it but i made it through you i made it through you myself. handled it really really well i delivered it light it, it, with a lighter tone than <laughs> than i read you it you really did i appreciate you caring for my nerves like that <laughs> uh. <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> fun that was that fun was... I gotta say the spookiest part of the Twilight Zone is the theme song and I got chills at the opening and closing credits because I was like and it really made me miss the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror at at Disney oh yeah I know. so good so good but yeah that was fun I'm down to do a Twilight Zone anytime I'm sure there's not a, lo- a lot of episodes mm-hmm. you haven't seen but um it was oh, really I'm sure fun. there are because there were lots of seasons of them. So, so. many. You know yeah. what else too we could do one time is the new Twilight Zone series that That's Jordan Peele right. did. Oh my yeah. god, we should definitely do that because I haven't watched any of it. Me neither. I think. Oh my god, it's on Amazon. I don't know, but we should fully do that. If it's Jordan Peele, you know it's going to be good. Yeah. Mm. All right. Oh my god. Well, if hey, I have a question for our viewers. I have a call to action. See, I, yeah, I'm in project management, so I say dumb things like that all the time now. Love that. Uh, a call to action for our listeners. We came up. We Amy came up with this great topic by looking at random holidays. If there are any random holidays that you know of that you think could make a good episode, or maybe even if you don't, challenge accepted. I made yes. founding mothers work, so. <laughs> this is so true. This is so, so true. Wait. I would love to hear from some of our listeners if they have any suggestions of weird holidays or yes. or, or topics in general, frankly. I'll, I'll take them. In addition to, and you know what we're going to tell you, your own uh-huh, personal uh-huh. ghost stories, please. Yep. You know where to reach us, upghostandpersonal at gmail.com or on our beautiful website, banshiesandbooze.com. Right? Yes. Yep, that's right. I, I'm sorry. I just got distracted because literally today I went to go renew our um, uh domain registration and it had like disappeared from my account and I've literally had to contact Google and I've literally been elevated three times because they don't know where it went I think a ghost got it Amy oh my god you guys a ghost took our website about ghosts. I know it's still up right now I went and looked like literally it's been it, it got it got um <gasps> raised up to who was the most recent guy his name was Ace and I was like oh we're we're it's solid Ace. There, Ace, yeah. Ace is gonna help us Ace. so anyway sorry that's why I got distracted because I was literally emailing with Ace a couple hours ago. So God, hopefully Banshee'sABoost.com is still there with Give a it scumshot. a try. And we also have a ghost <laughs> Twitter account too, but that's our own oh, fault. Yeah, that's our own fault. <laughs> um, which speaking of, if you uh, would like to see some pretty, pretty pictures on Instagram, we are at Banshees and Booze. And if you'd like to um, talk into the plastic toy that is our Twitter account, you can find us at Banshee's. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <Boos>. <laughs> please rate review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts we're everywhere uh-huh. and oh no i'm not ready for this so i'm just gonna say hey tammy uh yeah yes amy if you see a ghost ask it how much a tire was when it was alive you might be surprised <laughs> <laughs> back in my day <laughs> oh my god those things probably were a fortune 
I oh mean, my god for like a horse and buggy carriage right like yeah, fuck right? they'd be like oh well someone needs to make it it's gonna take seven mm-hmm. months and then we'll uh-huh. have you back on the road enjoy yeah. yourself <laughs> have fun living here for a while <laughs> people did they just lived places yeah. it was so hard to travel they're like well they're my like- horse died at this mile marker mm-hmm. so I guess I'll settle down here <laughs> They're always like, in, in, in like Jane Austen novels, they're like, oh, I'm going to go stay with my aunt for three fucking months. It's like, <laughs> I know. Yes. I get a little annoyed when it's longer than just lunch for family to visit. But because like, it took okay. so long to get there. Sure. It's just like, go live there. Just go live there because you're probably going to catch some deadly fever on the way because, yeah. you know, that's how the world is. And like, you, you have will. To, you'll yeah. catch a deadly fever, but that's OK, because it'll be very attractive to the man of the house. And then your mm. sister will have to come and stay with you. And I'm just going to go watch Pride and Prejudice. Hey, Amy. <laughs> hey, yo. Yes, Tammy. If you see a ghost. um, Do not try to drown yourself so you can join it. <laughs> that's just dumb. It's not a good idea. It's not fun. You not know? a good look. No, it's <laughs> not the way to go. Like, oh, uh, guys. Ay, ay, ay. And, like, keep your kids' mouths shut because they just say creepy shit, you know? They really do. Oh, my God. Kids say the darndest things. That's a show already. This. Kids say the <laughs> deadest things. Oh! oh! <laughs> Coming to ABC. <laughs> Uh, hosted by Jordan Peele (laughs) (laughs) hey kids uh, what do you have to say it's creepy Uh, well that was great and we have another one to record now let's do it I'm soups excited and uh, let's pee and do this okay (laughs) (laughs) on my crutches god I'm peeing a lot less these days okay Okay. bye guys (laughs) bye (laughs) bye